Hi, my name is Zach. I'll be playing Arello, the Barbarian. Hi, I'm Nathan. I'm playing Brendis, the Thief. I'm JD. I'm playing Viatrix, the Fighter. And I'm Ryan, your Dungeon Master. And this is the Chimera Cast, a Dungeon World actual play podcast. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at ChimeraCast. session but i remembered my outsider move oh yeah better late than never yeah did you have a question that you what happened to my parents oh yeah um so before you roll yeah what uh what's the nature of parenthood on the seath isles i love this it is as everything else on the seath isles because this is a journey and by this i mean life for each person who grows up and comes into themselves on the seath isles Their mother and their father are unknown. They are raised by a community of people. Everyone is your mother and your father if they are older than you, and especially if they have returned from their journey. For they are writing the epilogue of their lives, while you are just writing the prologue. They are there to help you and guide you, but dispassionately, or passionately in that kind of strange, holistic sense. So that sounds to me like people frequently give birth, have children before going on their journeys. Yep. Oh, baby. Yeah. How many? How many? How many kids does Arello have? It's probably encouraged, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Because uh, it's know, another. It's another part of the journey. Like Spartan soldiers before war were considered to like attempt to conceive. Yep. So yeah, like before you go on your journey, you have to conceive. How many kids does Arello have? Yeah, I'm just curious. I mean, does he even know? Or is it like a thing that he would care about? He could guess, right? Yeah. No, I don't actually know. I was going to say, from the sound of it, it sounds more like a duty than a, a recreation. This is my thought. All right, yeah. Uh, anyways, six. Six? Yeah. He thinks he has six kids. Because he, ha- he laid with six women, but you never know. Let's say that he knows that he has one. Be- well, like, when he was leaving, she was like, Actively pregnant. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, I got to roll. <laughs> yeah, why don't you go ahead and roll plus charisma? Seven. So many guardians. Uh, Arello and Doe are, are, like, leading through the stacks. Are we at three hold here after that? Or did we spend no, one? You had, two. you had two. two. We spent one, so we're going to go up to two. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I wanted to make going sure. to have to, you have. We're gonna have you to. We currently have two, yep. assuming this doesn't kill you. Yeah. You you come to a door, and Doe confidently, as he's like answering your questions, throws the door open, mm-hmm. and inside is like a small contained hurricane of papers, and yeah, they're like spiraling around this circular chamber. And as you, as the door is opened, 
they begin to configure themselves, begin to take shape. The pages, one hey, takes dude. on, one, one takes uh-huh. on the form of a bull, and the other one a frog. It's time for your letter opener to shine. <laughs> <laughs> the frog is big. The bull is normal size. Is this more good magic, though? He's like hiding behind the door jam, peeking into the room. And he turns his mask back towards you. I don't remember. I would guess not. He pulls out the letter opener. Yeah. <sighs> well, and he cracks the center of his spine and rolls his shoulder back. My name is Arello Brack. I am known as the Flesh Carver. You may not know me yet. But Hark, tell me, what are your intentions? <laughs> Viatrix steps forward and just <laughs> smashes her axe down on the frog. Yeah, roll uh, Hackett's Lash. Or her, her broken sword. Arello's still pointing the letter opener. She just yeah, runs just by stuck. him. Uh, that's an eight. Uh, yeah, roll your damage. Ten damage. Yeah, so so Viatrix, your sword drives down into the top of this frog's head. And you you can like see that some of the ripped pages begin to fall away, but it sort of reconstitutes itself and its papery tongue licks around you mm. and it, you're being held tight now. Morello or Brendis. You can see that like the the bull is beginning to paw the ground. Uh, stop monologuing. Uh, th- I think the bull's coming, Arello. As Brendis attempts to get around the door jam alongside Doe. As you, like, make your way around the door jam, like, Arello, like, lets out a hand in your direction. She's never going to make herself anything if she doesn't know how to sell. And he turns back as the bell is about to charge. I'm going to try and, like... Do a cool jump over top of the bull and like basically like skin down its spine and like cut open its back is what I would I'd I would like to do as it charges at me. Question. Does the letter opener have a blade? I mean it does, <laughs> but it's about sharp enough to open letters, so, so, wait, wait, so it's it's like but, but wait, a- actually wait. effective in this moment. So no minus one ongoing is what you're telling me. Not right now. Wonderful. Go ahead and defy danger plus strength. Wonderful. That's a nine. Yeah. So as you're leaping over and cutting through its back, its form shifts. So you like slice its back open and its form turns into a Venus flytrap. As you know, you like slit the back open and it becomes the mouth as the other pages like reform. Go ahead and roll a D4 for damage, and armor applies. Zero damage. Okay. So the Venus flytrap, like, attaches itself to yes, my armor, but... So, so it just, like, can't pierce through, but it's still kind of, like, the pages are rustling around you, holding you up above the ground. Brindis, what do you do? Both of your companions are stuck. Gods, Doe, what is this? Many elvish sorcerers plied the library. It must be one of their private study chambers. Obviously, there's been a a gaius set on these golems to protect whatever research they were delving into. That sounds like the right direction. All right. 
And so Brendis is gonna run around the jam, and I'm gonna, while running, pull the knife out of my boot. I attempt to cut Viatrix free from the tongue of the frog and give her give her breath, as I'm pretty sure Arello will be fine or not, but, you know. Yeah, go ahead and hack and slash. Six. So as you're rushing towards Viatrix, knife raised, you see the origami frog golem sort of begin to pull her into its mouth. And Viatrix, you are like slowly dragged into its maw and you're surrounded by fluttering pages. Uh, Go ahead and roll a d4 of damage. Armor applies. Okay. Three damage. It's paper cuts. Just hundreds of little tiny paper cuts. (laughs) I like reach her as she's getting pulled in. Mm -hmm. Realizing that I won't have any time to cut it, I'm just going to reach around her and try to pull her out of the frog's mouth. Yeah. uh, Come on, Vi. I can get you out of this. Then we'll help Arello. Defy danger plus strength. That is also a six. No, I can aid on this one, I feel like. Oh, yeah, 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 oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Please. yeah, I think I know that, like, Brendis is going to try to <laughs> hoist me out himself, but, like, I'm a big girl. You can't fucking Yeah, it was. it's naive to me. try, really. Yeah, but what I can do is I can, like, wrap my arm around you and, like, pull myself out using you as, like, kind of my base, right? So then all you have to do is stay standing. I love the fail of this where we're just both pulled into the front. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Yes. <laughs> but I do have two bonds with you, so... Oh, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, we should be doing all right. Yeah, oh, I, I officially wrote my other bond with you as, Brendis is my closest friend? Aw. <laughs> bum, is bum, the haw in there, too? Yeah, the haw's the ha in the bond. <laughs> uh, that's a nine. I'll take it. Yeah, so between the two of you, I think, Viatrix, you managed to work your way out of this frog's mouth. Arella, what are you doing? So I'm inside of this Venus flytrap back on the back of this bull, and it's got me like clenched between its teeth. I want to get my arms on the outside of its of its mighty lips and begin to squeeze them in as hard as I can. And then I would like to try and break off the top of its jaw and plunge into its skull and pull out an essential piece of parchment and hold it to my eyes and be like, these are just stupid words. And he's going to spit them into the page and crumple it and throw it back at the thing and pull out the letter dagger and dive deep into its back and try and cut straight through this thing. All right. uh, Defy danger plus strength. Or were you going for... Pure destruction? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Sick. Figured I'd ham it up. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, you want to kill a fucking thing, but yeah. like, give it a cool moment. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're trying yeah. to kill a thing, but you're also reveling in how you're doing it. Exactly, which right? Important. Yeah. Uh, that's a nine, and my six is higher, so I'm reveling yep. too much. Double complication. Yes. I think that you're going to be able to, like, kill this thing. Mm hmm. But the page that you pull out to spit on, in the moment that you pull it out, whatever this elvish sorcerer was working on, it was some very, like, gross, bad mind magic. Mm. 
So I think we're going to use Jason Cordova's mind control thing. Mm, I'm into that. This elvish sorcerer had some like fail safes put on if these things failed, there were, you know, if anybody was reading through his notes, things that he could like further protect himself with. So I'm going to take a hold over Arello. And so the deal is that I can spend it to try to convince Arello to do something that this elvish sorcerer, that would be advantageous to him. And you can do the action and take an experience point, or you can choose not to. Yep, I'm into that. So yeah, you you like hold this paper up and you feel a presence slide into the back of your mind as you drive the letter opener deep into this thing, and it sort of the pages just collapse as the the blade sinks into it. But yeah, there's there's a presence in Arello now. Gah! Gah! I will slash through all of these papers. And look over to my friends who are still dealing with the frog. Are you freed yourselves? I think that we're about free from the frog's mouth mm-hmm. as Brendis yanks Vi backward, he thinks, but is really just a post for her to pull herself out. And I'm trying to regain my composure because I felt this weird energy like kind of come into my brain. So I'd like smack my forehead multiple times in order to like right myself this is just battle this is just what the fight does sometimes you get fucked with lysander is the necessary tool for this problem and then i'm gonna try and just leaping strike with lysander at this frog and try and slash it in its throat go ahead and hack and slash nine go ahead and roll your damage i'm going to save the that seven through nine for in just a moment six Yeah, so a similar thing happens as Lysander cuts across the throat of the frog where it's sort of bulging in and out. And uh, the paper's just, you like cut through a few pages and then the the golem just collapses in on itself. (laughs) I told you. And he points at Viatrix. This had magical capabilities. And he holsters it again into the side of his armor. And begins walking over to Doe. I think that just to make that scene a little bit funnier, I guess, I think that we had, like, tumbled out of the frog's mouth when you killed it, and Vi just lands full on on top of Brendis, and Brendis is just laying there blushing as you're monologuing at Vi. (laughs) That was all. That was all I had. (laughs) No, that's great. I'm going to, like, bring a hand up and just, like, uh, cheek pat Brendis. Thanks for the help, and I'm going to push myself off of you. Uh, no, no problem. And then offer you a hand and help you up. I, I take it. You know, Doe, it's pretty easy to clean off the blood of my enemies when they're made of paper. And he's like wiping the the blade on it on his his red and white striped pants. <laughs> <sighs> well, let us hope any other dangers that we encounter are as docile as these. Arello kind of like thinks about the idea of those were docile. Yes, as docile as these and he he puts it in his side do you feel as if your memory has been jogged my friend i do i believe we are getting closer we do have three hold now no you have two back up to two he begins to lead you down uh the hallway that has more of these side chambers on it Mm -hmm. i believe we are approaching the workroom but something still eludes me brendy what talk to him I know you're not one for really trying to actually have a conversation, 
But talk to the old man. That hurts. You know, I, I'm, I am, I'm good at conversation. I know you're good at getting gold from people, but... No, he, he's broke. Well, he, he's not whole, as it were, but I wouldn't say he's broken. <sighs> he's not a person, but he's like a... He's like the memory of a person. This is the history of your place, your people. Your people were built on the ruins of this thing. All right. Gods. He walks ahead of you. Brindis. Stops. What? Listen, I know that there's never an appropriate time. But, like, this is a person who knows things about a people that you are only beginning to understand. And you'll soon be a father. Stop bloviating and bringing up my emotional ties. Let me go and talk to the man. I'm just saying. Be smart. Doe. Doe. Yes? Why do you wear that owl mask? I've, I'm, I'm surface level familiar with the elvish, we'll say, uh, trend of masks, but why the owl? And for that matter, you, you seem to act a bit like a bird, to be nice. Because we are such long-lived creatures, elves found it necessary to create some sort of meaning. When one has lived for centuries, family blood ties become less important. So we created colleges, groups, sects, some passed down from their founder, teachings spread by students. Your mask was a way of proclaiming your allegiance. The owl was the symbol of this place, sort of gestures around. A place of remembrance, of knowledge. It was considered a fitting symbol of our role in society. As for any bird-like proclivities that I may possess, those of us who delved into the deeper mysteries of our order, well, we found ourselves taking on more than a simple mask. So the other groups that you made, the other sects, colleges, I assume as well, would wear masks? Was it common for sorcerers to wear masks? It was. Uh, even among themselves, they, they possessed many different allegiances. Those who served the throne wore masks of simple lacquered black ovals, their lack of identity proclaiming themselves anonymous. They were a role, not a group with their own notions of self. And the, the writer of the book, whom we seek, did he wear a mask? Did he belong to a sect? He shared blood with your kind. They are prohibited from joining such groups, from taking positions. I see. So do you have the sorcerer's notes and books and workspaces then organized here by sect? Yeah, role plus intelligence. Eh, that's six. Ah, that is a most excellent point. And he, he, like, walks a little farther down the hallway and picks one door and gently, like, opens it and peeks in. Yes, yes, I, I believe that this is the one. And uh, he pushes the door open wider and it seems safe and gestures to Brendis. Brendis peeks around the outstretched arm of Doe, looking at the floor and the walls. Is it's not Is it a dark area? What is it? It's very dark when you first peek your head in, but as you watch, that faint ghostly blue glow begins to illuminate the top of a like a low carved stone block, and you see sets of manacles 
and this blue glow intensifies into the form of a man with a jackal's head and his wrists are manacled and the manacles are attached to this stone slab and he begins to convulse and the the jackal he he begins to like transform into a jackal and I'm going to slam the door shut before he can do that before you can even like fathom what's happening I'm going to shove you into the room and be like stop looking and just go Brendy <laughs> and like just shove him into the room Okay, Arello, make a defy danger plus strength, and Brendis, you can interfere. That's fun. Go, go, go. Oh my god, it's like a five. <laughs> I'm gonna, as as he pushes me, I turn and grab onto his clothing, your beetles, yeah. and try to <laughs> hold on, and we end up in like a weird hug. Gods, Arello, what are you doing? They said it was... And we we like tumble over into the room, I assume, while this all convulsing is happening. <laughs> yeah. As you guys are like kind of wrestling in the doorway, you hear the sound of a manacle, the metal popping free of stone. Just that. Ping. I assume Vi is seeing everything. Yeah. And one of its arms like claws free and it's just beginning to like ghostly fur is sprouting across the human arm and like a low hyena laugh is coming from the figure on the the stone table what do you guys do i think vi is the one with like priority here we're yeah we're tumbling around on the floor i'm gonna leap over these fools who have fallen and I'm going to try and make sure that this jackal can't get to them. So I'm going to like probably hold my sword out at arm's length and just try and like keep it away from them. Yeah, roll to defend. Perfect. Oh no. Go ahead and mark next to you. <laughs> <laughs> I assume that's not helpable. No. <laughs> no. So amidst its laughter, Viatrix, you hear. Why have they done this to me? What did I do to deserve this? And it's like starts ripping and clawing and it manages to get its other arm and legs broke free of its lashes. And it's beginning to crouch on top of the the slab ready to jump onto you. Actually, never mind. You rolled a six. It's it's like free and it's leaping through the air at you. What do you do? I'm just going to swing at it in the air. So I'm going to like draw my sword back real quick and then try and bat it away with the blade. Okay. Go ahead and hack and slash. Much better. 13. Hell yeah. Oh yeah. Seven damage. Seven damage. Rad. So yeah, I think you, you like kind of slam this hyena off to the side and down into the ground. Lands heavily on its back. Arello and Brendis, have you guys managed to extricate yourselves yet? Gods, Arello, what are you doing? We're being attacked. Uh, yes, you're just in my fucking way. Move. And he, like, angrily gets himself to his feet. Pulls out Lysander. All right, you fucking thing. This is Lysander. I'm Arello. You're dead as anyone else. Now come and get some from the fucking flesh carver. And he just starts running fucking full tilt at this jackal. And I'm just trying to try and rip its fucking throat. Don't you show me what you got? I do show, show me what you got. Yeah. 
Uh, when I cry out a challenge to my enemies, roll plus con on a 10 plus, I treat you as the most obvious threat to be dealt with and ignore your companions. Take uh, plus two damage on going against them. On 7th or 9, only a few, the weakest, what what have you. 7 through 9, kind of not important. Uh, yeah, go ahead and roll that. That's a hot 7. So what was that unimportant 7 through 9? <laughs> <laughs> the weakest and most foolhardy among them fall prey to your taunting. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. no, no, no. no. So I think for now, it zeroes in on you, and... <laughs> Come on! Yeah, it, it leaps at you, and it's going to try... It's, like, aiming to trip you up, how it would bring down prey, like, snap the back leg and, and then feast. It's, it's like trying to it's leap darting. behind and then... Yeah, it's darting in low and trying to get behind you. Go ahead and take D10 plus 2 with one piercing damage. Piercing plus two, eight damage. Cool, down to eleven. Let's do this. It sees me as as its great enemy. Yeah, it's like it's clamped down on your thigh. Behind me. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna try and grab its face and just stick in its fucking eye. My letter opener. Go ahead and hack and slash with Lysander. That's a nine. Okay. So I think you can either get this thing to let go of you. Or you can deal your damage and it will deal damage again. I would like to deal my damage and it can deal its damage again. Okay. My damage. Three. It's damage. Probably ten. Three. Okay. Never mind. Brindis, what are you doing? Brindis, do something! As I'm stabbing it in the face, is it just gnarling, trying to take my fucking leg out of its socket? So, Brendis was, like, rolling onto his feet. So this thing was just chained to a stone in the middle of this room, right? Yeah. Ah, yeah, fuck it. I'm gonna, like, get up from this crouch and run at it. I'm gonna try to jump on its back, and assuming that goes well, I want to just stab it in the face as much as I can. Yeah, uh, go ahead and defy danger plus dex to jump onto its back. That's snake eyes. I think it's, uh, been driven back by... Arello and Lysander's Fury, and it sees you out of the corner of its eye, and it takes the chance to disengage from Arello and jump onto you, and it's like trying to bite at your face and clawing at you. Go ahead and take a D10 plus two with one piercing damage. Trying to kill your boy? Always. Always. (laughs) It's only, so plus two? Yeah. That's four damage. As I'm like trying to like get my hands in front of its face so it doesn't bite my face off. Ah, ah, help! <laughs> uh, Viatrix, what are you... I think I'm just gonna do a little hop and, like, I'm gonna Happy Gilmore swing at this thing. <laughs> <laughs> is, does, that, does that follow for everybody? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a movie I have seen. Anyway, swing at this thing. Yeah, roll hack and slash. Hell yeah. <clears throat> uh, an 11. That'll do it. Hey, uh, this thing that I hit before, it's bleeding, yeah? Yeah, it's... Does it bleed real blood? Things are... Well... This is important. No. It it looks like it's bleeding, but and things are becoming more corporeal, but as its blood, like, splashes on the ground, I think, like, the, the trail it leaves is beginning to dissipate. Okay, interesting. So, I... I took Scent of Blood, uh, which is the lamer... Of the fighter moves, I guess. So merciless, oh. right? You just get to deal plus 1d4 damage at, at all the time. So obviously that's the good one that you would take first. But I didn't. Uh, 
for reasons. So I took Scent of Blood, which is uh, when you hack on slash an enemy, your next attack against the same foe deals plus 1d4 damage. I did this based on the idea that my sword drinks blood, which makes sense to me. But if I'm fighting the thing that doesn't actually bleed, I don't think I get to apply that. We're also trying to interpret this as the, the growing fanaticism that Vi feels when she's fighting, right? Not just not just that the sword becomes more bloodthirsty, but that Vi also becomes more bloodthirsty. Fair. I mean, I'm open to being convinced that this would apply, but on the like the on the basis of why I took this move rather than merciless, I'm you know I'm purposely taking it to like limit when I can apply it. Yeah, I, I would say that against these guys or this guy, it does not apply. Since you're looking at it specifically through like the sword absorbing blood and wanting to like feast on its enemies i think that it at least for now only works for enemies that are like actually actually bleeding blood yeah that's yeah. that's where i'm at with it I'm, okay yeah cool i will not apply it then cool that's a two so i'm gonna go ahead and re-roll that oh yeah remembering that move exists <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's a six i'll take that fuck yeah what does it look like when you kill this thing I just like take a little hop and I underswing it uh, and I catch it and it catches some air and it smashes against the wall and it's that that actually kills it. You hear its ribs like break ethereally. Yeah, I think that you the sound of like smashing ribs and breaking bones as it hits the wall, it like like immediately just like explodes into blue light. Yeah, you guys are in a, a very, very dark chamber right now. Thank you, Vi. Of course. I'm going to start rummaging through my pack and pull out my torch that I have. Yeah, I think once you have the torch out and lit, this room is not exceedingly big. And pretty much all that's in there is this stone slab that now that you have a minute to look at it, you can see that it's very shallow after hundreds of years of being just kind of like down here exposed. But there's ritual circles carved all over it. And there's a like a small table in the back of the room. What do you guys do? Is that table also covered in ritual circles or the the table is not. It has some like dusty parchments on it and that's about it. It's like a a small kind of roll top working desk. I'm gonna go check out these parchments, I guess. Although I probably can't read them because they're probably in Elvish. They aren't, but they're in a human dialect that I'm I think Viatrix can pick some words out of it, and if you want to give me a roll to try to read it, uh, spout lore. Uh, sure. Holy shit. That's a 12. These are rudimentary notes on how the Dober Call was created. Hence the jackal in the room. Yeah. So it, it makes a lot of references to Thruster Mog. The human sorcerer whose like sh- whole thing was that he can transform into animals. Like a lot of this is beyond Viatrix's comprehension on like a metaphysical level. Like you're not a wizard. <laughs> sure. You 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 can read it, but uh so the the useful thing is that this is notes on how the Dober call was created. They're like it's the the working notes of Latvedi Etrofesh. The interesting thing about it is that this first experiment was unsuccessful, especially in the last few pages, talking about that they seem to be missing a component. Like, they need more to do what they want to do. From what I can tell, this just says that they they failed, that this didn't work, whatever they were trying to do. It's a little, I don't know, kind of gives me a headache. 
Like, how was Vi able to read this language? Etrofash was from, like, my region. Like, where I live, Etrofash was originally from there. And it's like, obviously, the language has changed and adapted over time. It's like reading old English. Like, I can pick out words that clearly make sense to me. Uh, even if they're like very old fashioned, but the way the script is written, the way the grammar is and some of the words like all kind of make sense to me. Very cool. Yeah. What are the uh, other two of you doing? Or is there anything else you guys want to do in the, in the room? Oh, the coast is clear. He uh, sort of slowly like regains his composure as he steps out from behind the, the door to think all this happening in my library. Vi, you said that uh, we're on the right track then. It seems to be Etrofash's work. I'm not certain, but I do think we're on the right path. Good, good, good. All right, then, now that that's past, Arella, why in the hell did you push me into the room? You are taking forever. I was paralyzed. A man was turning into a wolf in front of me. How were you paralyzed? I, what? Oh, by the sight of something. You were just frozen stiff, like a baby. He's a boy, Arello. Leave him alone. And you, I need to talk to you. Me? You're not even using the weapons that have been granted to you. Instead, you cling to the sword. That's why I wanted that. Brenda's kind of just like sidle, seeing how angry Arello is, like sidles back behind Doe. You swore your letter opener was powerful. It is, and it would have gotten the job done, probably. Oh, prove it. Won't you want a story about how you slayed a beast with a letter opener? Something else to brag about in the future. To whatever poor saps you are traveling with. Tell me something. I want a story. What do you want that weapon for? What, the halberd? Yes, the halberd. Something you've become thoroughly obsessed with. I fought for it. What claim do you have over it? None. Well, there it is then. Let's move along, shall we? Tell me something. How much do you care about your sword? What? My broken one? Yes, the one that you cling to and run back to as soon as it's gone from your bosom. I ran for it because you found something that was trying to kill you. I could see it in your eyes, Viatrix. As soon as we left it, you were half of the person that you thought you were. Now why do you feel like you need another weapon? Or are you just a collector of odd things? You were in danger, Arello. What did you want me to do? Just stand by and watch you get hit in the face? No, I didn't want you to stand by. And I don't want you to now. But I want you to think about your connection with your weapon. And maybe the... You don't need other weapons. That I need something. That maybe you can figure You out. have something that you were trying to claim that you were good with. I think you understood that I was trying to get you to let go of certain things. You're a person who says that you can kill something with your bare hands. So if anyone needs a weapon here, it's the librarian. Doe holds his hands up. Uh, no, no, that is... <laughs> none of you want that. Here you go, Doe. Take the most dangerous weapon in the room. And I throw the letter opener at him. I think he, like, uh, he goes to catch it, but, like, tries to clap it in between his two hands to catch it. And it just, like, bumps it up in the air, and he fumbles with it, and cuts his palm, and she's like, ah, shit. Oh. Oh. It clatters on the ground, and he has to bend over and pick it up anyway. Just very ignominious. 
Gods, Arello, you're making your point, all right? You can bully the librarian. Tell me something, Viatrix. What do you believe in? What? I mean it truthfully. We've never really talked about it. What do you believe in? I believe in working hard, making something for yourself, which can't be found in this sick, dying land. Let's find the fucking book. Don't run away now. Let her go, let her go. Just let her go, all right? Stop stirring the pot. As she walks away, you know she's not willing to talk about, to be honest with herself, about what she actually believes in. Which I think (laughs) is the blade. She wants to be a farmer. She's a warrior. He slinks off behind her. Doe, would you catch up with Vi, please? And give me the letter opener. You're going to hurt yourself. (laughs) He hands you the letter opener and uh, darts ahead to... To where Vi's striding forward. I think we're getting close. Is there anyone else here who can actually maybe help us? You're the only librarian in this place. There aren't others we can call on whose memories might be better than yours or might help push you forward, remind you. Other other librarians? I was in charge of this entire place. You try being dead a few hundred years and then all of a sudden being remembered back into existence. Well, the sooner we find what we're looking for, the sooner you can return to nothing. Go ahead and uh, defy danger plus charisma, and then we'll kind of take it from there as to how this conversation plays out. She's just rolling plus charisma, right? Or rolling plus charisma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sure this will go well. You got this. Uh, it's a six. No! Can we justify an aid? I mean, uh, Arello is obviously listening. She doesn't fucking mean that. And I pipe myself in between the two of you. We both know that you're not nothing, Doe. She doesn't know how to speak to civilized people. And he shoves her out of the way. I know this is odd, but we need to get going. This place is making me tired. I'm tired of the people around me. I think you know what I mean. Go ahead and roll your aid. I like the doubling down of like, We'll leave you alone if you fucking find this thing. (laughs) That's a seven. So he's been leading you down a series of narrower passages through that room and down flights of stairs. You're like in a a side wing of the library now. No, I'm not nothing. At least I wasn't. Very well, we'll find this thing you're looking for, and then I can go back to whatever quiet existence remains for me. And he pushes open a final door. You're at like the top of a stairwell looking out over, not a, a huge chamber, but it's it's like it has a double flight of stairs going down to it. Like one goes down to either side. And you can see in the torchlight from Vi's torch hanging from the ceiling are a series of metal baskets that have spikes. And there's dried, desiccated corpses. They're essentially open air Iron Maidens hanging above like a ritual pit. And in the center of the pit is a small hump of dried blood where blood's like pooled on top of itself for a long time and it's been built up. Um, Books line the outside of the wall and there's another more dedicated working area at the far side. So it's it's got more benches and stuff that have like alchemy tools and like a small reading table. Yeah, what do you guys do? People will not forget you. Worst case, they'll sing about you. (laughs) When they sing songs about me, he elbows him. 
It's a joke. You're allowed to laugh. (laughs) (laughs) I'll make my way down the stairs. Gods, this is horrifying. Is this the right place? Yes, I, I believe it is. Are you trying to kill us, Toe? I do not believe that I had any allegiance to these people. You've been leading us to trap after trap, and here we are. Been playing the buffoon, and I know a thing about playing the buffoon. We're already here, there's no point in lying anymore. I believe that there are magics in this library. Great enough to simply snuff the life from anyone who encounters them. Were I trying to kill you, I simply would have taken you to them. You're all alive, and you've found what you're looking for. If you're trying to parse whether or not he's telling the truth or not, you can discern realities. That's okay. That's okay. okay. It doesn't matter, though. Are you ready, Vi? Ready. The asshole's already well ahead of us. Let's go. What'd you find down there, O? What do I find? Is Arello looking around? Yeah. Yeah? Go ahead and discern realities. Seven. What here is useful or valuable to me? On the far side of this room, on like a reading stand, is a very thick tome that's like been opened. It's covered in dust from the centuries that it's been here. But yeah, you have a pretty solid idea that that's where it is. I walk over to it. As you're walking over to it, you notice where this blood, dried blood, has been built up begins to glow a red color Hmm. and you can hear a thrashing from the cages above and as you look up you see one of the corpses burst through the door of the iron maiden pulling itself free from the cages and they begin to like drop down to attack you oh wonderful one more chance lysander (laughs) and he pulls it out of his hilt Come on! And he ushers them forward with his palm. Are these like bloody, fleshy corpses? They're Skeleton. dry, almost mummified. And as you like, get a good look at them, their mouths or their faces were like frozen in sort of a rictus scream. You see that they have the elongated canines of uh, vampires. Mm. I would like to rebuff one and put. Lysander through the bottom of the jaw up into its its cranial dome area. Roll hack and slash. Is there, how many are there? There's about five of them right now. Okay. That'll be a 13. Uh, yeah, go ahead and roll your damage. You're going to put yourself in a spot. I am because I'm acting brashly. Truthfully, I think Arello is annoyed. He's kind of been rebuffed by both of his compatriots. He's tried to be honest with both of them and they've shut him down. He's tried to tell them to take the best course of action, and they've told him that he needs to shut up and that he doesn't understand the the situations. And then when he tries to open up almost spiritually with another one to understand their way of life, they won't open up to him. And he just kind of feels like, fuck this place. Fuck these people. I'm just going to get what we came for, and we'll deal with that later. Okay. Seven damage. Yeah, you physically pick it up, you drive the letter opener into it, and two more jump onto your back. And as the one goes limp in your hands, mm. um, you just sort of like pulverize most of its face with the ferocity of the blow. But now these two are clinging and they're like scrabbling at your armor. 
Are they both on my back? Yeah, I think like one's kind of off to your right hand side, and then the other one's more directly on your back. Because this makes sense. Arello is more instinctual and uh, and sensed. You see the armor like start to kind of like frills out from a central point. I assume that's his chest or his you know his his brain and what have you. The viewer would see like the flurry cascade down through the armor on his arms and stuff as the beetles kind of like swarm back and forth and let their wings kind of fly. Get the fuck off of me and then like it just kind of lets out you know this like burst of energy as they all just start to swarm around and just pick apart these skeletons that are on top of him uh yeah roll hack and slash again that will be a nine okay uh roll your damage for both of these two so, like two separate rolls what do you want or yeah uh, just one for both cool five we see these scarabs just devour the two down to almost just dust. Brindis or Viatrix, what are you guys doing now? Probably going to rush in and smash some of these mummies or whatever they are. Yeah. Uh, go ahead and, I mean, are you just like charging right in? Yeah, I'm probably like hopping in between two of them and taking a big like arc to try and catch two of them. Yeah. Go ahead and roll hack and slash barely that's a seven go ahead and roll your damage four damage i think you you managed to kind of clip both of these they're staggered but they're up and the glowing blood crystal pulses again and you hear some more of these cages being kicked open and three more corpses drop down around you viatrix brindis what are you doing so as i see these drop around Viatrix as she's preoccupied with two others. And so I hop over the railing of the stairs just below the floor, and I'm going to run over. I'm going to try to push one of the zombie things into the nearest one so that they topple the two of them over and try to create an opening for her to clear this space out or perhaps to for Orello to help us. Go ahead and defy danger plus strength. That's an eight. Awesome. Um... So yeah, you you manage to push these two, but one of them gets his fingernails, swipes out at you. Go ahead and roll a d6. Armor? Yeah, it applies. Cool. Two damage. Ah, gods, what are these things? Yeah, I think Viatrix and Brendis now, you see like the elongated fangs, the long, like gnarled fingers. Uh, Arella, what are you doing? There are none on me. Viatrix is surrounded by... Yeah, Viatrix. Um... Five still. Five still. So I guess all those beetles have to kind of like fly back into my armor and that kind of like gives me a a jolt of energy as I try and get myself together. Come on, Viatrix, stop playing with them. And I'm just going to hurdle myself forward and basically just try and like land my elbow on top of one of their temples and just turn one into, you know, dust. Yeah, go ahead and uh, hack and slash for me. That's a seven. Go ahead and roll your damage, and then it will deal a d6 of damage to you as well. Because it's like clawing at you and trying to sink its teeth into you. Mm. I deal three. It deals four to me. Before armor or uh, after armor? It deals one to me. Yeah, I think you, you... hear the vertebrae pop 
pop and snap as your elbow drives into the top of its head. But breaking an undead thing's neck <laughs> yeah. doesn't is not like the finishing move that it would have been if it was alive. Yeah. I think its head's like kind of lolling back uselessly. Uh so maybe we let like I get my elbow and it almost like sinks into it and we just collapse into each other. And then I just get up on top and I'm like, just fucking die. I'm like grabbing it by the, the scruff or whatever it is, the ribs. And I'm just pushing it in. And the last time I just grab it by the front of its head and just try and crack like an egg over the over the floor. De- defy danger plus strength. Because I think at this point you either do it or kill it or you don't. Did, don't. Um, are you going for pure destruction on this? Oh, or did you want to be? Yes. That follows. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 12 but my d6 is higher yeah you're able to kill this thing Mm. you hear a voice in your head come to us and you are feeling obligated to go to where the blood like mound is Mm -hmm. you're cashing that hold in no this is something different (laughs) the fuck do you want that's how Arello would act to a whispering voice in his mind if it's not gonna be like a powerful one like that yeah Come be with us. And who the fuck are you? Then we are them. And the like an image of the things that you're fighting when they were living vampires flashes mm. through your mind. Mm. And you, the insistence is becoming something that's harder and harder to like not follow. Mm. I'll start walking over towards the mound. Brendy, knife. I mean, without even thinking, I just toss a knife at you. I'm going to try and catch it and then just dive straight into it and just stab <laughs> stab the fucking blood man with the knife. Yeah, roll the hack and slash. I think catching the knife is easy enough. Yeah. Because it's cool. Especially since it's like your guys' move now. I mean, it's the whole thing was like, oh, is, is Arello and I had a con running still appropriate? Oh, yeah, we have just stuff like this that we do. Yeah. That'll be a seven, eight, nine. Yeah, deal your damage. That'll be a four. As you like slam the knife into it, it starts to kind of suck the knife. You can feel it like pulling it, trying to get it deeper, and you see a proboscis of blood or like a it's like an arm of blood starts to like wrap around towards the back of your head and it's trying to push your face into this blood. Hmm. Viatrix, what are you doing? Got five of these things on me, so I'm gonna just try to like thrust the broken point of my sword into the first one in front of me. I'm gonna try to take it out. A real hack and slash. Oh no. It's a four. Woof. No. Uh, okay. As you thrust at it, the one you thrust at sort of moves out of the way and grabs your wrists, and the other ones all take that chance to start dogpiling onto you. Mm. So go ahead and roll a d6 plus four damage. Mm. And armor applies. Fuck. Okay. Plus four? Yeah. Yeah. Six damage. So, Brendis, you see that Arello is being like... Yeah, so I'm like between the two of them where Arello's getting his head pulled into a pool of blood and Vi is being beset upon by all these vampires. And he looks back and forth like fervently. Vi, just hold him off. I have to help Arello. Oh, God damn it. No. Fuck off. That's so bullshit. No, it is not. Why? Why? Because I think that Vi can fight off a few vampires. 
on you are very obviously have something wrong. You've been acting funny since you got your mind fucked with. Yeah. All right. In fact, you've been acting funny for like half of this thing. And I'm like, something's going on. So I'm going to like dive over there. And like a pillar of blood is attempting to. Yeah. Like subsume Arello. But it's in like a, like a pillar or like an arm. Something that I could feasibly break. Yes. I'm going to run and just kick it. Trying to break the connection between it and Orello, right? Because it's grabbed him. Correct? Right. Go ahead and hack and slash. It's a four. So yeah, you hit it and your foot just sinks into the pillar and you're being like dragged in and you're at about your waist. You can feel it like slowly starting to crush the air out of you. Arello, what do you do? So I've tried to stab at this thing. I did a decent, I, I plucked it, but then it kind of is just trying to double down on pushing me forward into itself and consuming me. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like right next to you getting yeah. pulled into it. Can I actually speak? Are we like psychically connected to this thing? Is it talking in my mind? I, uh, I don't think that you can initiate contact with it. Yeah. At this point, it thinks it's gotten what it wants. Which is more me. blood. Yeah. So all of the these vampires, they're living for eternity. It wants me to become one of them, I assume. Is that what it's kind of inviting me to be? Is like Basically, whatever horrible malice drove this ritual. Mm-hmm. It was born from that, and it just wants more blood for itself. It's basically just trying to eat you to become more powerful. Yeah. I'm going to Tommy Lee Jones' situation. Kill it from the inside? Arello stops resisting and just takes the letter opener and dives into this sack of bloody mess and like lets it kind of just digest him for a second before plunging in deeper. I know I can't initiate contact, but in Arello's mind, I am Arello Brack, the Flesh Carver. And he just starts like getting at the insides, at like just tearing at whatever he can tear at through this like gelatinous form. And he, he eventually like lets go of the, the letter opener as he like. You had my knife too, by the way. Oh, yeah, I had your knife. He probably lets go of the knife at a certain point and just like digs his hands into things and just starts clawing at like. Whatever meat or coagulated form you can find inside of there, and they'll just start biting at it too, like a fucking rabbit animal. So I think to not be kind of not immediately digested, but to resist some of the digestive properties of this thing, go ahead and defy plus constitution. Uh, that'll be an eight. So just take a d8 of damage that ignores armor. Cool. That'll be three. And then go ahead and roll hack and slash. I like it. Are you going for pure destruction on that with Ooh. that fantastic description Ab- of... <laughs> Absolutely. Hell yeah. Uh, that'll be a seven. And my D6 is higher than my D8. What's going on, D8? You're just not doing me well. Go ahead and roll your damage. Yeah. Seven damage. To remind you, I am stuck in here as well. Ooh. As Arello dives in, Brindis, you hear the voice in your head, join us, and you're fully drawn into this thing. And as Arello sort of loses himself to battle madness, I think he's not super careful about what he's tearing into and biting and stabbing with a knife, and he returns your knife to you. Uh, Go ahead and take that seven damage as well. As Arello rips and tears at this thing, the blood falls away. Hmm. 
the blood begins to rain down around you as it drains into the floor, Mm. just splashing out now in a puddle. And Viatrix, you feel the vampiric forms that were piling on top of you go limp and start to fall away. So, Brindis, you're stabbed, and both of you and Arello are covered in blood. I don't have any memories of my own anyway. <laughs> I'm a blank slate. I'm a pop. I'm an unbuttered pop tart. <laughs> you put butter on your pop tarts. Yeah, that was. I was gonna let that just slide. Yeah, I wanted. I wanted. I wanted you to react. I wanted you to react. Just like butter across the pop tart. <laughs> well, you guys never experimented in college. <laughs> <laughs> I got some old videos, and it's just you buttering pop tarts. <laughs> So giant neon green bong. <laughs> when, when I was super broke in college <laughs> and super high at my low, my favorite like snack was toast with mustard and red pepper flakes. Because that's like the shit I had on hand. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I was... buttered Pop Tarts, but I pity you. <laughs> I spent a lot of money on pot and not a lot of money on food. So this is why I never got addicted to pot. Yeah, that's why I'm glad I don't anymore. <laughs> I don't like my culinary choices are much more uh, adult and responsible. A Jack's Pizza on a Friday. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's special because it's, it's Friday. It's Friday, and we can. <laughs> if you put it right onto the the cardboard piece, you don't even have to use a plate. You just cut it off the cardboard. I actually, thought, <laughs> I actually just always assumed that was in the directions for the for the pizza that was like you don't need a plate there's a car you'd use yeah the you got the cardboard right there why would the fuck <laughs> Underneath would you use it, a plate like you flip the, the cardboard over it's like this can be a plate <laughs> you flip it back no it's like this could be a plate you sad piece of shit <laughs> look we know you don't want to do dishes <laughs> if this no, is I a just, plate it's not if bad I, don't, I, I just don't own any I just don't own yeah, any yeah. plates at all <laughs> all of my plates are old <laughs> Jack's <laughs> pizza <laughs> If I cut it party cut, I'm not alone. <laughs> it doesn't say it can be used once as a plate. <laughs> you, you open somebody's fucking cupboard. It's just a stack of jacks. I've been yeah, trying go ahead and, to uh, fashion go ahead and them grab a plate, man. Go ahead and grab a plate and help yourself. <laughs> I don't have any forks, but I do have some chopsticks from uh, Chinese yep. places. Oh, no, I ordered it in tonight. <laughs> I mean, I usually order like four dishes at once, so they think it's four people eating. It's not. It's just me <laughs> this weekend. <laughs> oh. It's just me. I like to reheat the Papa John's. Makes me really feel the shame. Do you want? There's no Papa John's left to reheat when you're doing that. You eat all of. <laughs> you right though. You right. <laughs> hey, there's a uh, there's some shrimp lo mein in the fridge. You can grab it. Uh, <laughs> grab a plate and uh, heat that up. 
<laughs> oh yeah, I have plenty of forks. They're right connected to my arms. Yeah, there's it's a- called fingers, you fuck. <laughs> what are you talking about? You're in Casa de Ice. <laughs> there's some garlic. There's some garlic Casa butter. Casa de Redacted. <laughs> Casa de Redacted. Welcome to Casa de Redacted. Oh, we're having a good day. <laughs> I learned a new technique for reheating pizza. I put a glass of water in there so it doesn't get too dry. <laughs> I saw it on the front page of the internet. It's really important. <laughs> it's really important you don't put the plate in there, though. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Two fucking real. <laughs> <laughs> That's hitting me where I live, homie. We're just like a block and a half away now. I got a bunch of McDonald's honey mustards in the fridge. If you want to add those you to your spice it up a little bit. <laughs> Viva la spice, brother. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Some unopened marinara uh, uh, cups. <laughs> Garlic dip from PJ's. You know what I'm saying? The papa's here to provide. On a good day, there's even some uh, some banana peppers in there. Yeah, extra salsa packets. <laughs> Let's be fucking honest. Red pepper flake packets are about the bottom of the... No, I just grab a handful every time I go to Taco Bell. Yeah, no, no. Those are there for me and for you and for anyone going there. Uh, I mean, in a pinch, you can just throw throw the hot sauce on a plate and you're good. Yeah, I mean, like, we're, we're, I'm, I can't go to bed on an empty stomach. Better lick this off of some cardboard. <laughs> no, you're you're eating. You're eating the pl- you're eating the cardboard. <laughs> it's it's so soaked through with pizza grease. Yeah. They're basically, it's the more same. or less food. It's the same nutritional value you're gonna get, bro. It's There's basically the, just a jacks at that point. Exactly, There's even some yeah. cheese crusted on there. Exactly. From it's, you've card, it's carbohydrates, but it'll fill you up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, yeah, college. <laughs> <laughs> this all came from a simple pop, you know, pop tart joke. <laughs>